You're listening to the Mind, Melanin, and Soul podcast, where we talk about all things that you didn't know was affecting your mental health. I'm your host, Brianna Daniel Finley, and welcome to the show. One in five adults experience mental illness. One in five. No one can ever use your mental illness against you. We have to have trust yeah. that people can help. I just got a grasp on it in the past year because I've been dealing with anxiety my whole life, so I started doing the therapy for it. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. My mom has dealt with anxiety, so a lot of times stuff is within your family, but if you never named it, if you didn't... And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Welcome to the Mind, Melanin, and Soul podcast. I am your host, Brianna, and this is episode 25, Brace for Impact. For those who know me, I am a huge sucker for a good metaphor. Embrace for Impact is a metaphor that I have going to be using um, to talk about what it is like to watch when they see us, which is the story um, as told by the exonerated five, the five men involved in the Central Park Five. So to assume a brace or a crash position is an instruction that can be given to prepare for a crash, such as an aircraft. So brace for impact is in most times associated with airlines. Um, It's also given when a plane needs to prepare for an emergency landing, whether it be on land or water. And when you are told to brace for impact, most likely the flight attendants are telling you to put your oxygen mask on, put your life vest on, hold on to your seat, put on your seatbelt. They're trying to make sure that you have basically um, adhered to every precaution or every step necessary to brace for that impact. However, bracing for impact by no means make the impact any less traumatizing. And so when it comes to when they see us, although many of us already know that the story of the Central Park Five leaves five innocent teenagers teenage boys convicted of a crime they did not commit, it doesn't make watching this on film any less traumatizing. The mistreatment and oppression of people of color is not just a part of our history, but it is a part of our everyday life. The older millennial generations, the older we get as a millennial generation, we start to realize that situations such as Brown versus the Board of Education or Ruby Bridges integrating into an all-white school really was not that long ago. We see every month, if not every week, the senseless killings of people of color who are unarmed and of no threat to police officers by the excessive use of force. With social media, we are um, we are bombarded with this type of content. From news reports, blogs, video clips of the actual killings, we see these things constantly. And then we have movies that come out like Fruitville Station. Movies that we are only okay watching once, if at all. And so when When They See Us was, um, had debuted, there were many who felt, I cannot watch this. And there were many like myself who after the first episode, I really needed to debrief and prepare myself for what I was really getting ready to see. Based on us being bombarded with this type of context, 
many of us can experience secondary trauma, which is also known as vicarious trauma. Vicarious trauma or secondary traumatic stress are frequently used interchangeably. And what they mean is it, it refers to the type of stress or trauma on the body that is the result of indirect trauma that occurs when we are exposed to these difficult and disturbing images or videos. This occurs from us watching the graphic news report, from us listening um, to the hatred of other people, of our people, to attending the briefings or conferences where disturbing images are shown, by listening to the stories of people who have lost others. When we listen to other people's trauma, it begins to live deep down inside of us. Symptoms of vicarious and secondary trauma oftentimes mirror the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder known as PTSD. You may have heard of PTSD mainly when describing um, people who come back from military combat. However, studies have shown that many people of low economic status and people of color experience post-traumatic stress disorder on a regular basis. While I can admit that I am of somewhat of privilege as a middle-class American. So what I mean by that is although I feel like I'm not at the top of the food chain, I must admit that I'm from Prince George's County, Maryland. Prince George's County, Maryland is known as one of the richest counties that African Americans live in. And although I know that I never grew up in one of those rich homes, I do know the opportunities that I was afforded um, in the Prince George's County education system. And as a social worker, the the really all of my career, I have worked in Southeast Washington, D.C. And, you know, I have had firsthand contact and seen the homes in which children live in. I see the neighborhoods they walk through, the buildings they walk through, the homes that they live in. And these are children who are consistently exposed to dirty living situations, dirty buildings with holes in them, rat infestations, roach infestations, walking down the street to see homeless bodies, if not dead or passed out, overdosed bodies. And so children and adults alike are experiencing trauma on a daily basis. It is normal for children that I work with, teens that I work with, to normalize the death of a friend because that's just what happens. And so when children begin to see this on a daily basis, when adults begin to see this on a daily basis, and then we are bombarded with the images that come across our timelines on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we begin to experience symptoms that mirror PTSD. People may experience behavioral, psychological, and emotional symptoms. Symptoms can be agitation, irritability, hostility, flashbacks, fear, severe anxiety, loss of interest or pleasure in activities, guilt, loneliness, insomnia, nightmares, and even emotional detachments. Many of us know what it looks like to see the oppression of people who look like us. We get sick to our stomachs. We cry. We can't sleep. We get angry. We get vengeful. Over time, the repeated exposure to difficult contact can have a negative impact on our functioning and overall mental health. And it is important to develop a sense of our individual warning signs and develop tools to mitigate these negative effects. 
as you see images um, that float around your timeline or, or as you watch movies like Fruitville Station or when they see us on Netflix, what happens to your body? What's happening to your mind? Are you really prepared to digest the information that is given to you? And are you prepared to really talk about it and debrief when it's over? The next time you watch or hear any content that you would define as trauma, really pay attention to how your body responds. Make a list of how it responds. These are your warning signs. What happens when you try to go to sleep? What happens the morning after? Learn these warning signs so that moving forward, you can recognize when your mind and your body is being triggered. And when we can recognize our triggers, then we know what to do. I say all this to say, it is okay if you have not yet watched the Central Park Five. It is okay if you can only watch one episode a day. While it is important to understand our history and our stories to make a better tomorrow, we also have to take the best care of ourselves in the process. Use tools such as recognizing your symptoms and your triggers as a way to brace for impact. I'm not saying that knowing your triggers is going to make watching when they see us any easier. What I'm saying is knowing your triggers will help you to know when you need a break. On days where you feel like you need a break, take a break. If you feel like you're getting angry, stop the show and talk to somebody about it. If you feel like you're getting sad, stop the show and actually cry and process those emotions. Why is this hurting you? Why is this making you feel some kind of way? The sad reality is, it's not new that these things are happening in our communities. The only thing that's new is that within the last 10, 15 plus years, technology is just becoming more and more progressive. And so content is sitting in front of us every single day. What I encourage each and every one of you to do is to educate yourself. I think the hardest part for me about watching the Central Park Five was knowing that the kids that I work with, especially the juveniles that I have worked with, could have been any of your any of the um the boys in the movie. It's you know, it's it's hard to 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 see that because these are boys who I work with on a daily basis who proved to me that they did not know their rights. There was a film that I often showed um, during my groups with my juveniles, and it was called Flex Your Rights. I actually still have the training material, and it went over 10 rules to dealing with the police, and it was something that I used for the topic of our conversations, and you will be surprised how many of the boys really did not know any of these rights. For all the 10 rules uh, for dealing with the police, there were scenarios um, there were video clips to show you the right way and the wrong way. And I even showed this video to my grandfather. My grandfather, you guys, was born in 1939. And he even did not know all of these rules. I say this to say, when you watch the movie and you find yourself getting upset, think about what you can do to change the narrative. We all are not political activists. We are all not going to go out and try to change the law or make justice work for us. But what you can do is to educate yourself. What you can do is to educate somebody else. 
And with that being said, in the link, I will attach um, the 10 rules for dealing with police. And I also have the video content. Um, actually, the the link that I share will have some will have the clips for the video content because they are YouTube videos. And use this to share with a youth because we want to make sure that moving forward that us as a people is protected. And so although watching content like this can be very hard and disturbing, it's an opportunity for us to educate ourselves. So finally, I will review the 10 rules to dealing with the police. Number one, always be calm and cool. Do not give the police any reason to act aggressively. They do have, very, uh, they do have a very dangerous job and they can, if they feel threatened, they are more likely to act aggressively. Two, you always have the right to remain silent. The best way to assert this right, especially if the police insist on questioning you, is by asserting your Sixth Amendment right to legal counsel and keep your mouth shut until a lawyer advises you otherwise. Three, you have the right to refuse searches. Assert this right by calmly and politely telling the police officer, I do not consent to searches. Four, do not get tricked. Yes, the police can legally lie to you and trick you into waiving your civil rights. Four, I'm sorry, five, determine if you are free to go. You can legally ask a police officer, are you detaining me or am I free to go? Six, don't expose yourself. Don't do anything that might appear suspicious in public. Seven, don't run. Running from the police is never a good idea, and they are more likely to act aggressively. Eight, never touch a cop. The simplest touch of a police officer can be considered assault. Nine, report misconduct. Be a good witness. It's sad to say, but there are even apps now um, that will record a whole situation for you so that you're not holding your phone in your hand. Ten, you don't have to let them in to your home, your car, etc. You do not have to let the police in your homes unless they have a search warrant or there is an emergency which requires immediate action on their part. If you allow the police to enter your home without a search warrant, anything that they may find that can incriminate you can and will be used against you because you unwittingly waived your Fourth Amendment rights. So I encourage you to, one, brace for impact. If you are going to watch the Central Park Five story titled When They See Us on Netflix, know your triggers, take breaks when needed. Two, Use it as an opportunity to learn your rights and to educate other people. Lastly, for anybody who has not watched the film and feel that they cannot watch it, it is okay. And I just ask that in our community that we just encourage each other and not badger each other because someone did not watch it. Be respectful of other people's triggers and understand that some people need space and they need time. Until next time, live well, be well. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Mind, Melanin, and Soul.
P.S. My Melanin Soul has released their second line of t-shirts. Please click the link in our bio on our Instagram page to see the new t-shirt designs. Pre-orders are being taken until June 29th. After June 29th, please allow two weeks to receive your order. Thank you for your business and thank you for spreading the word about mental health and wellness.